So welcome back to another episode of Growth Talk. So today I'm going to be talking about something that really, to be honest, have been trying to learn to be better at doing, and that is being content with the environment and the situations I find myself in. So I've named this episode, How to Find Contentment in Life's Ups and Downs. And to be honest, most of us, we do want to be content. We want our lives to be fulfilling and satisfying, but often we find ourselves searching for contentment in all the wrong places. We get wrapped up in chasing after worldly pursuits and distractions instead of just finding peace in the simple things that God has placed before us. So in this episode, I'm going to explore how we can find contentment in the mundane of life circumstances, even when things are tough. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Growth Talk Podcast, where we discuss business growth strategies, personal development, and leadership from a Christian worldview. Thank you so much for being here. So I'm going to begin with this. We all have those kind of days, and you know the ones that I'm going to be talking about. It's where everything that can go wrong seems to go wrong. The phone rings just as you're about to leave for an important meeting, You have a coffee in hand, and you jump up and you spill that coffee all over the white shirt you decided to wear, and that was right before you're about to walk out the door and get in your car, right? And then, you, on your way to your car, you realize you don't have your keys, you can't find your keys, it's just been a chaotic morning, and everything seems to be going wrong, and it feels like Murphy's Law is conspiring against you. Now, I know we all have these days. And as humans, our natural inclination is to want to escape these uncomfortable circumstances. We want to just get away from the stress and find something more peaceful and calming. But what if we could find total contentment in all of the mundane aspects of life? Yes, even when you spill coffee on your white shirt, you can't find your keys, or your keys are locked in your car— What if we could learn to be content no matter what life throws our way? So in this episode, I'm going to explore some ways that I have kind of been dissecting myself to begin to be able to find more contentment in my everyday life and not get distracted by just all the chaos and find the good in every single moment. So I have some points I'm going to share with you. These are things that I've written down in my journal. These are things that I'm kind of dealing with myself and just I want to throw out there for you guys. So here's uh, point number one I want to make. And this is how we kind of begin to dissect ourselves a little bit here and, and begin to see some ways that we can find contentment in just all this chaos. So here's one. Pay attention to all of those small things that make up your day-to-day life. You know, from waking up in the morning drinking your coffee, sitting on the chair, reading a book, whatever those small little things are that make up the entirety of your day. Take note of those things. The reason why I say this is because we forget a lot of the good that happens in all these small moments, and the bad always kind of weighs heavy on us. We notice all of those, and we deal with all those, and those are the ones that are very polarizing to us. I think we miss a lot of opportunity to learn from those and be content that, wow, okay, things are bad, things go bad, 
but there's also a lot of good things happen. So I've noticed to, to begin to find more contentment, I, I really do need to focus on more of the small things and not dwell and focus on just what everything else that's going on around me or my neighbors, what they might be buying or what they might be doing or, or people that I associate with. And, you know, it's really in all these small moments, maybe it's the sim- simplicity of seeing your spouse or your kids and just saying, good morning. Great to see you. I love you. Those simple, simple, small moments that we take so much for granted. Another one is just to be grateful for the good and bad moments, you know, because they all good, bad, indifferent, all of them make up who you are. Your response to all of those situations, your response to spilling coffee on your white shirt and where you find your keys is an example to others that are watching you. And if you can learn to just be content that, you know what, bad things are going to happen, but a lot of good is also happening. And I don't need to constantly be throwing myself out there and rushing out the door. And I can slow down and take a moment and learn to be content with what I have and what in my approach to life and the way I handle myself. So be grateful for the good and the bad. And another one that I wrote down is don't take things for granted. Don't take things for granted. We're going to not ever be content if we don't learn to just be in the moment. Every experience, everything that we're going through, is a chance to, for us to learn and to grow. Every single one of them. And all the good and all the bad, all those moments are something that can be good for us. And sometimes we, when things are going bad, we try to rush through them and just get through it. And we miss the lesson that we're trying to learn from it. Another big one was embrace change. You know, change is always going to be happening. It doesn't matter if you like it or not. It is absolutely always going to be happening. So if we know without a doubt that change is coming and tomorrow something completely different than you've never experienced before is going to happen, then you're going to learn to be more content with where you are today because you're not worried about what's going to happen tomorrow or the next day. You're living in the moment because you're not afraid of change. And then Stop and just take a breath. Appreciate the moment for what it is. And going back, find joy in those very small moments of just even the chaos. And and look for the good in every bad situation. Now, I'm not sitting here saying that I've got this figured out. No, quite the contrary. I'm writing this stuff down because this is exactly where I'm at. I let the little things affect me and then they affect the relationships around me do not become like that fight that urge to let these small little micro uh, aggressions and and emotion to help you to be able to anchor yourself into what is going on around you because there's good happening even in the bad going back to my previous statement where you got the coffee you spilled on your white shirt and you're going out to your car and you can't get in your car because you can't find your keys if you stopped and took a moment Just maybe you might notice a beautiful sunrise at that same time, right? You might notice that your kids are running out to the car to say goodbye and give you a big hug. So there's something good has happened inside of that moment. And even if it's nothing good is happening, bad is good when you learn from it. Another one kind of I wrote down is this, just don't compare your life to others. If you truly want to be content, you have to realize that everyone has their own unique journey. And if you constantly live your life striving to be just like somebody else, you're missing every moment of your own life 
that is your own unique journey to grow and learn and, and become who you are supposed to be. So do not fall into the trap of comparing yourself and what you're doing, how you communicate and your friends and all this kind of stuff going on. Don't compare yourself health-wise, whatever the case may be. Avoid comparing yourself to others. And then start by finding something to be grateful for. You know, in my journal, I try to write at the end of the day some at least three things that I'm grateful for that happened during that day. And, I, and I've noticed that if I... The, the following day, if I'm having a bad day, I can go back through my journal and just kind of look through that and read some of those things because I've, I've intentionally pulled out things to be grateful for. And it anchors me into what I would say is the truth because emotions lie, but things that happen that are good for you and where you serve others, those are true. And then, you know, I'm going to end with this. It's, it's Philippians 4, 11 through 13. And my, my goal is that I, I am more like Paul. I want to be more like Paul because um, in Philippians 4, 11 through 13, here's what Paul said. He said, not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound in any and Every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Paul is basically just saying exactly what can, true contentment is based on God's definition of what a content life is. And that is that no matter what situation you find yourself in, no matter what it is that you're going through, no matter how bad things may, might seem to be, to truly live for Christ, to truly understand his sovereignty and what he's done for you, you have got to be at peace and content with where you are in the moment and not sit here and struggle and strife and worry and, and have fears. And where is that anchor at in your life? If you can't find that anchor inside of yourself, it is through Christ and Christ alone that you can find true, true contentment and the true anchor of your life that keeps all this chaos that we have in this life at a central point focused on the one that can truly bring contentment, and that is Christ alone. So here are some six habits, if you will, that I have kind of just wrote down for myself um, that I feel like help me kind of Give myself the time that I need to be able to re-center myself and re-anchor myself to be able to focus where I need to be focused when things do kind of go bad, when Murphy's Law is coming after me. Um, so I, and I've been kind of writing these down as, as I've been kind of going through this. And, and I've been writing down the moments that I get frustrated and I might, you know, just get really frustrated with not being able to unlock my car or, you know, something doesn't seem to be going right. And, and, you know, it's those small little micro moments. And I've been kind of writing them down because, you know, I want to show good character even in those moments. So these are some of the habits that, that I've kind of written down that, Hey, encourage you guys to use this, make up your own. If you got some, please share them with me. If you have some other ones to add to this list, let me know. I'd love to hear it. So here, here are six of them that I have written down. So and one was this, wake up early and take some time for yourself before the day gets too hectic. I have noticed that if I want to really have a more peaceful day, I'm going to wake up early and I'm going to be very intentional with my time in that early hours when no, nothing else is going on 
There's no calls. There's no emails. No one else is up in the house. It's just me. I can take my time and get my life in order and focused on the things I need to be focused on. That's when I read my Bible. That's when I pray. That's when I'm doing my to-do list, right? That's when I'm, I'm learning something and I, I'm focusing. So one of the habits I would encourage you to do, I, I don't know of any successful person out there that doesn't say waking up early is a good thing because it does give you those hours in the day to kind of get everything set up and, and, or, and working correctly. Because if you wake up too late and you got to go to work or you got to do your daily task, whatever the case may be, you're going to wake up at right at the hour when you need to get ready and chaos can easily enter into that arena. So give yourself the time, wake up early. Uh, number two is this exercise regularly to boost your mood and energy levels. It, it, it's a proven fact that when you exercise and you get your heart rate up and blood flowing, endorphins are released throughout your body that release stress and bring you back down and, and kind of wear your muscles out and you feel good the rest of the day. So I encourage you to work into your routine at some point, exercise, because it's going to help you be able to find more contentment because you're going to feel good, right? We live in a physical world. I'm not saying we get obsessed with our, our the way we look or the way we feel, but an exercise is one of the best ways to do that. And it's, it's proven. It, it works. It releases stress. So be sure to exercise. And one of the things I've written down in my standards for my life is I at least get my heart rate up and exercise for 30 minutes every single day. So make up your own standard, but that's mine. Another one is this. Number three is this. Eat healthy foods that make you feel good both physically and mentally. We have got to put in good fuel. There's no doubt about it. If you want to reduce stress, you want to be able to function at your peak, you have got to eat healthy foods. You've got to cut out processed foods. Given this is not a health podcast whatsoever, um, but these are things that do overall help you to become a better person. Uh, four is this, take breaks throughout the day to relax and rejuvenate. We can get so caught up in just our work, going from one hour to the next hour to the next hour to the next hour. And before we know it, we, we skipped any kind of snacking. We skipped, we didn't drink enough water. We didn't even eat lunch. We, we went and we're just living in this huge stress. So then when we come home, we're actually exhausted. And then who wants our attention? Our spouses and our kids and our pets and maybe friends are coming over, our family's coming over, whatever it is, we're being pulled in all these different directions. And it's all because we didn't take a few breaks just to take a breath and say, whoa, wait, 10 to 15 minutes here, I'm going to stop. I'm going to do nothing. I'm going to pray maybe. I'm going to read a Bible, a devotion, something. I'm just going to reset myself and take a break. Uh, number five is this. Spend time with loved ones and cl close friends who make you happy. I'm not saying just people that come around and all they do is puff you up. No, just people that you enjoy being around because we all need people around us. We are, we are a community, relational type beings, and we require that. So find those people that just... You get together and it's lighthearted. You're not trying to be somebody you're not. You're just yourself and you can hang out, build a relationship and just connect. And finally, number six is find a hobby or activity that brings you joy and stick with it. We are, cre we are creative individuals. We like to laugh and we like to have fun. If you want to find contentment in your life, you've got to have something that you enjoy doing. I love to read and I love to run and cycle. These are things that I can do with my family. We do it together, but it's it. But it, it also gives me that creative outlet and that release, and and I can find more contentment in my life when I'm actively doing something that I enjoy, and then it makes me more effective to do the things that I need to be doing, like a, be a good husband, be a good friend, be a good leader, and whatever the case may be, having these type of things as my daily habits, if you will, 
has really, really helped me to become a better person for those around me and even myself. And so therefore, I'm more effective. I want to remind you guys of the scripture found in 1 Timothy 6, 6 through 10. And it says this, But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world, and we cannot take anything out of the world. But if we have food and clothing, with these we will be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. And that's 1 Timothy 6, 6 through 10. It can come across like, oh, you should not seek money, you shouldn't seek wealth, you know, or being wealthy can cause you to sin and fall in, and that's all true. But the, the difference is, is where the heart is. If you're, if you're doing what you're doing because you just you love money so much and you're striving just to make the next dollar, you're probably doing it all for the wrong reason. I have noticed people that set goals and, and strive to, for success to the benefit of those around them and not for uh, monetary gain have a much better and more content life than those that seek just another dollar. So... It's a reminder that we can't take anything in this world with us, but we can develop relationships and connect. We can laugh and play, focus on what we what, what really matters and, and those around us. And by doing those type of things, by shifting our focus into that realm, we're actually going to find true contentment because we're not chasing what the world says we should be chasing. We're going against the flow, right? We're going against what pop culture says we need to do, fame and fortune and and influence, and we're, we're resistant to those type of things. I love 1 Timothy 6, 6 through 10. It's a good reminder that brings us back to center. And like I always do, I end with um, some, some great quotes from some people that are absolutely smarter than myself, and so here's a few of those. This is Pearl S. Buck. Many people lose the small joys in the hope for the big happiness. Man, all those small little joys we lose because we're looking for this great big moment that's just going to drastically change our life. And then we miss all the small things. Going back to my story, talking about you know going out and, and your key being locked in the car or you can't find your keys, and you get frustrated and you're angry. I can't find my keys. I got to get to work. While at the same time, there's your son or daughter looking at you saying, bye, Mom, bye, Dad. Here's another one, Henry Fielding. I am content. That is a blessing greater than riches, and he to whom that is given need, ask no more. Immanuel Kant said this, we are not rich by what we possess, but by what we can do without. Maya Angelo said this, we need much less than we think we need. That is so true. We think we need all these things, and everything's got to be perfect, and the new cars, and the nice house, and the reality is, we really don't. We need less than we think we need. Martha Washington, the greater part of our happiness or misery depends upon our dispositions and not upon our circumstances. Charles Schultz, the creator of Charlie Brown. Learn from yesterday, live for today, look to tomorrow, and then just rest this afternoon. Learn from yesterday, live for today, look to tomorrow, rest this afternoon. John Stuart Mill, 
I have learned to seek my happiness by limiting my desires rather than in attempting to satisfy them. Oof. I have learned to seek my happiness by limiting my desires. Those things that I desire the most, I'm going to limit how many of those I have rather than in attempting to satisfy them. Because let's be honest, no matter how many desires we have and how many of those we fulfill, it's never enough. It is never enough. Uh, There's always a new desire that replaces the one that I just fulfilled. So you'll never satisfy it. Pablo Picasso, I'd like to live as a poor man with lots of money. I'd like to live as a poor man with lots of money. And then Charles Spurgeon said this, you say, if I had a little more, I should be very satisfied. You make a mistake. If you are not content with what you have, you would not be satisfied if it were doubled. So you know what? During these difficult seasons that we find in our lives, every moment we have, every season we go through, there are things that are difficult, things that are going to challenge us, things that are going to make us happy. There's good, there's bad. We can find contentment by looking to God and to his word for guidance. So I want to encourage you, instead of chasing after worldly pursuits, if we focus on finding peace in the simple things that God has placed before us, then when we do this, we're living out Philippians 4, 8 through 9, which says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. As we focus on what's good and positive in our lives, even during all these hard times and the good, every small little micro moment of our days, we experience contentment in this life because we are relying on the only one that truly matters and not on ourselves. Just a personal thank you, as always, for listening to another episode of Growth Talk. You know what? If you have any questions or comments you would like to share, I would love to hear them. Please email them to me at askadamtoday at gmail.com. And if you enjoy listening, please consider subscribing to Growth Talk and be sure to rate us everywhere you listen to podcasts. And in the meantime, remember to be bold, keep learning, and be relentless in your pursuit of truth.